When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. And as always, we've got to look around our landscape of the NFL. And Mike Tannenbaum with that GM hat. Uh, it is a coaching carousel around this time of the year, and that's for sure. But before we start looking big picture, Mike, let's look small picture here in regard to the Jets and their search for an offensive coordinator, some of the names that have been out there. Frank Wright is one of them. Nathaniel Hackett is another. What are you hearing uh, about that position, and in what direction do you think that they're going to be headed? Yeah, um, you know, I don't really know much more than what's been reported out there, but, you know, Frank Wright's a guy that's had, obviously, a lot of success, and although Nathaniel Hackett is going to work out as a head coach, obviously, um, he has success as a coordinator. That's how he became a head coach. So um, I think if I was them, I would continue a very thorough search. I think it's a good opportunity because if you could turn around Zach Wilson or get this offense going, you know, in this market, that could portend very well for that person's career. Mike, this is a question. Which would be more important for you, somebody who has experience in the league, you know, because the, the team has been in so much flux, or, or are you looking for somebody who uh, can come in and, and shake things up and bring some, um, some new blood to the situation? You know, I think it's a combination of both Kiwi. Like, to me, this is somebody that has to come in and just say, hey, like, here's what we have. Like, here's, you know, pros and cons to everything, right? So, like, mm-hmm. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, there's some good pieces on offense. And, look, the quarterback play has been subpar. We all know that. But I also think there's an opportunity here to say, hey, you'll have a meaningful chance to, you know, impact whoever the next quarterback here. And for some coaches, that's important. They want to be part of the player procurement part of, you know, the process. So, Somebody's going to see this as a big opportunity. You know, I think, and, and, and what I was going to tee up for you here, Kiwi, is, you know, I, I think this is a, a difficult situation, right? Because we're talking about, like, are the Jets going to bring in another quarterback? And if that's the case, somebody like a Derek Carr, whatever the case, a Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows, you know, a veteran guy who's going to give them a better chance of winning than, than Zach Wilson, then, you know, then how is that going to come into play? Because I do believe that, that Zach Wilson has a certain skill set that you need to bring in an offensive coordinator who's going to accentuate that. Uh But if Zach Wilson's not going to be your guy, I I, I think, don't you feel like the organization needs to have a better grip on who's going to be their, their starter uh, at at the start of the season and then make a wise decision in regards to what offensive coordinator best suits the quarterback they're going to roll with. Right. Kiwi. Hands down. I think the the quarterback offensive coordinator relationship is one of the most important in football. You know, they have to be on the same page. They have to be seeing eye to eye or at least have a mutual respect for each other so that they can go out there and execute. There's nothing worse than having, you know, a call coming from the sidelines and and a quarterback not having confidence in in the play caller because that can, you know, uh, bring down an entire team. But that was, you know, part of the reason I was asking Mike, like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Are you bringing in a coordinator and having him um, have some input in who the quarterback is or you bring in that quarterback and then go in to search for a coordinator or you do it in tandem. Um, I think as long as they get it so that the quarterback and the offensive coordinator have a similar philosophy or they can at least get on the same page, they're already a step ahead. You don't want to be fighting that battle between you know getting your offensive coordinator to believe in your quarterback. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think we're all we're all talking the same language here. Another OC position that opened up was the Chargers. I, I don't know about you guys. I'll use the word shocked. I, I'm I'm shocked that Staley's still the head coach in regard to how everything went down and how they lost that game. And knowing uh, my quote unquote sources, not that I'm Adam Schefter or anything, uh, how bad Sean Payton wanted that job and and how badly he wanted to get his hands on uh, on on Justin. On, on Herbert. With that being said, Mike, what are you hearing about the OC? I would imagine that this is a job that a lot of a lot of coordinators would love to have to work with Herbert, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, Justin Herbert has a chance to be a top five quarterback for the next ten years. So, um, I don't think they'll have any shortage of candidates for people that would, you know, love to coach him. So, um, we'll see how it plays out. You know, these things don't happen overnight. So. It's not like hiring a head coach, but I'm sure they'll bring in a handful of really qualified candidates. Kiwi? Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I mean, it's always shocking, um, you know, you know, day after the, the regular season ends and you start seeing the, the whole coaching, you know, carousel start. So um, you have to make difficult decisions, right? So somebody has to go. You have to make some changes. If the office coordinator is going to go on a, on a team like this, like, you know, like Mike said, there's going to be um, a lot of interest. But is that going to be enough to, to turn this team around? Or are you just rearranging, you know, deck chairs on the Titanic, you know, because we all saw it. We all saw the, the head coaching mistakes. And, and um, you know, that was the anticipation there. But, you know, as they go, it is a it is a, you know, a great job that, you know, somebody's going to take and hopefully they'll have some success. You know, um, there's reports out there, Mike, that Sean Payton is looking for anywhere between 20 to $25 million a year. Mm. And of course, as we know, whoever does bring him in, they're going to have to give up a draft pick. And, and many are, are speculating it will be a first round draft pick. Uh, do you, uh, I, like, is there a team that's willing to, to, to ante up 20, $25 million a year for a head coach? Yeah, I guess we're going to find out here in the coming weeks. Um, you know, that's what history has shown. You know, be it uh, John Gruden or Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, they've gotten, you know, at least a one and something else and, you know, significant amount of money. So um, if a team feels like, you know, they're close to getting over the hump and Champagne's a guy, um, some teams will, you know, gladly pay that price. Uh, let's let's take our tour around the NFL in regard to some of the other positions um, you know, that are out there, not positions, but uh, coordinating positions as well as head coaches uh, that are available. Um, the Dolphins firing their defensive coordinator. Was that, was that surprising to you, Mike? Yeah, a little bit. You know, when you look at the job that Josh Boyer's done, and, you know, they've got a ton of injuries on that side. Uh, most notably, you know, went the whole year with help Byron Jones, who's, uh, you know, a very good, you know, corner. That, um, then Bradley Chubb came over in trade. He got hurt. Manuel Agba. He got hurt, so I thought Josh Boyer all in all did a pretty good job. And um, Look, just like we talked about some of these other opportunities, someone's going to say, hey, Xavier Howard and you know Jalen Phillips, yeah, this is a good opportunity. So um, I would think that position will be filled you know, sooner than later. And guys, in, in taking a, to- a look around the NFL and some of the head coaching positions that are open, right? The Broncos, Russell Wilson, of course, solid defense. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. You know, not sure how how enticing that is. Um, but you know, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, what 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 job do you feel is the is is the one out there that you feel is the most coveted right now? Well, I think someone's going to say Russell Wilson, right, and say, look, Denver. If if we could get him to play close to what he was, you know, it would be uh, you know well worth it. You know, from a standpoint of he was once you know a quarterback that played at a very high level. 
And if we can get him back even close to that with that defense, um, someone's going to look at that as, as quite an opportunity. Kiwi, your thoughts. What do you think? What, what's the one job out there that you think, you know, that you would die to maybe be the defensive coordinator of or head coach of? Oh, I'm, I'm an Indiana boy. An Indianapolis job is, is up. So uh, <laughs> that's, where, that's where my mind goes. But, I mean, in, in all honesty, I think um, – you know, Denver is obviously a, a great place to land, but you are married to the quarterback. And, um, you know, in Indianapolis, you have you have a chance to uh, bring in your guys. You have a chance to, you know, co- to completely revamp, um, you know, the, not just the locker room, but also the, the, the staff around you. And so I feel like that would probably be the, the best head coaching job right here. If you're looking at a coordinator position, you know, then you're looking to, to jump on a team, jump with a team that's going to win. I think Miami is, is – um, you know, for as far as like a coordinator position, I think that's probably the best one right now. Mike, before we let you go, uh, let's uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on with some big name quarterbacks, right? Lamar Jackson. We've seen the back and forth going on between him and the Ravens. Uh, Harbaugh came out this week and said he feels pretty definite that Lamar will be back and they will work out a deal. What are you hearing about Lamar Jackson? Uh, do you feel that he does stay in Baltimore? I do because of the franchise tag. So I, I think they'll use the tag. I think we're going to see it three places uh, in the NFL. We're going to see it in Seattle with Geno Smith. We're going to see it with the Giants and Daniel Jones. And we're going to see it in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, what that really does, guys, is like that buys you some time. That buys you mm-hmm. time to try to figure out a longer-term deal. But I, I would be very, very surprised to see Lamar Jackson play anyplace yeah. else but Baltimore. That was, that was going to be my question. So the majority of the time, especially when you're franchising a quarterback, you're really just buying yourself some extra time to, to get through the negotiations. Lamar's re- representing himself. Like how, like does that change the um, the way that they look at it? You know, because they they still have to get it done before the season starts, right? Yeah. Or I think, yeah. Um, the the other thing would be is if um, you know somebody would give up two first round picks mm-hmm. and. If somebody would say, "Hey, I'm going to pay all that money and give up two first-round picks," I think you know he gives me a chance immediately, you know, to be a better team. And somebody picking in the later half of the first round, you know, might do that if they don't think the alternatives are very good. Uh, real quick before we let you go, Mike, uh, some final thoughts on Tom Brady. There's some talk and speculation that he's going to end up in Las Vegas with Josh. Um, if do you feel he retires? Do you think he plays another year? Um, and, and also Derek Carr. What are you hearing right now with, with those two quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I would say, like, if Brady plays this year, I think that's exactly right, Anita. I'd be hard-pressed to see him play any place else. But Vegas, he's been with Josh McDaniels, and they have a number of really good weapons. And if he's going to play, like, I think that checks as many possible boxes for him as, as any. Obviously, they're going to have to enhance the offensive line, but I think that's a, a great spot for him. And then um, as it relates to Carr, I think, you know, there's so many teams, you know, when you start thinking about Tampa Bay, Carolina, Indianapolis, New York Jets, I mean, there's probably at least a, a dozen teams that can use a quarterback. And, you know, I think Derek Carr will be a starter when it's all said and done. Great stuff. Any final questions for, uh, for Mike before we go? Kiwi? No, no, we're good. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Yo, Kiwi, you Mike. mentioned you're an Indianapolis native, but you didn't. You also were educated in Chestnut Hill. I thought maybe you'd throw your hat in the ring to be the uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator of the Patriots. <laughs> oh, no, I think they've had their share of defensive-minded uh, people uh, <laughs> calling plays for, for, for Mac Jones. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I love you very much, Kiwi. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for a stud offensive coordinator to go in there and, and really be able to, uh, to, to showcase what Mac Jones can do because I'm, I'm a huge believer in him. Um, no offense taken. 
<laughs> Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day. Thanks, guys. You got it. Uh, New York game day. Mike Tannenbaum, Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, hang tight. We still have a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Locks of the week or locks of the day, really, in just a second before we do. Let's go to Don in New Jersey. Don, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? This is my first time speaking to you. Well, good, welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I just I heard Ira call earlier, I, um, as usual. Um, I just wanted to disagree with Ira about um, Aaron Rodgers not wanting to come here. I think he'd love to come here. He likes baiting the media. He likes poking poking and having fun with the media. I think he would love being here if it's, you know, if they can work out, obviously. They'd probably have to trade a lot. Um, I would be a little bit nervous with coming here because he is a little older. But, um yeah, I would love him. I would love Lamar Jackson like like you like you um coming here first and foremost. Um I really don't want no parts of Derek Carr or Baker, but um there will be an improvement. I think anybody basically would be improvement over over Zach Wilson. But um yeah, I just wanted to that's what I just wanted to touch on cuz I'm a big Jets fan. Appreciate it, Don. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Kiwi before Don. we I think he's uh, right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would would enjoy, you know, the the grand stage that is New York City. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you, because I, I know earlier we had Rich Samini on, and and I posed that question to him. Do do you feel do you feel that coming to New York, Robert Sala, this coaching staff, you know, um, this defense, the weapons that are already here, anticipating them to build off of that in the draft and and possibly in free agency, we'll see. Rich said that. Salary cap wise, there it's it's pretty tight. Do you feel this is an attractive landing spot, Kiwi? Yeah, I think it's still an attractive landing spot because, um, like I said, it is New York. It is it is a big stage, but I do think that, um, you know, they have been able to put some some significant pieces together. So if you're of the mindset of like, listen, you know, I, I can still win an MVP, you know, in the right situation, um, then, you know, why not give it a shot? You know, but I do think the caller was, was touching on something that, you know, this is a, this is a big stage. There's no shortage of attention. Um, and I think that he would definitely be one of the quarterbacks on the, of the quarterbacks out there on the list. Like he'd be one of the ones that would thrive in New York city. All right. With that being said, it is time for, Locks Let's get of it. the week. Anita's three locks of the week. 
That's right. So uh, really excited about uh, yesterday. Had Travis Kelsey scoring an anytime touchdown and uh, in Kansas City winning. And you could have gotten that at even money in that one. Uh, Goddard over 47 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he went over 50 or, or 49 and a half, I think is, is when it closed. He went over 50. So that one, um, I had Kansas City minus two and a half and the Giants plus 14 and a half. Even though they were getting their butts handed them, <laughs> I was I was hopeful. Dude, I was hopeful. I was just like, oh, just just two like just okay we know you're gonna lose just just please just lose just by two touchdowns please um so uh, you know unfortunately uh, that didn't hit so i went two and one yesterday so i'm 42 and 18 on the season again i'll take it listen i'll take two two and one each and every day you're winning money you're winning money okay you're playing with house money at 70%, you're, you're winning money. All right, so how am I playing today? Let's start with the first game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get fancy here. Just straight up, I do like Cincinnati getting the points. And by the way, it's up to six now. So give me the big cats, plus six. A few things here. Get this, Kiwi. The Bengals, in their 30, they're 39, they have 39, their last 39 losses. They have 39 losses, okay? And, and this is really the, the Joe Burrow era. Okay, they've got 39 losses. Um, three of those 39 losses were the only ones that they lost by more than three points. And two of the three were to their nemesis, and, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Marinate that for a minute. That in 39 losses, only three of the 39, the Bengals have lost by more than three points, and two of those three were, were the Cleveland Browns. Is that is that unbelievable? <laughs> they know you. Right? <laughs> so exactly, exactly. So um so I, I love the cats getting six here. Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, about the fact that um Williams their their offensive lineman is out, but Jackson Carmen is stepping in second round draft pick. Uh PFF gives him a 67 PFF grade on pass blocking. So not like he's coming in and he's chopped liver and, and he's absolutely horrible, by the way. So there's that. A few other things. Ever since DJ Reader came back into this defense at week 11, uh, this is a top five all overall defense in the NFL and also top five against the rush. The Buffalo Bills, they've been a turnover machine. 30 turnovers, the most in the NFL. Josh Allen has 16 interceptions. And by the way, 11 of those 16 were in a clean pocket. And ever since there's no Von Miller on this Bills defense, they are 18th in pressure rate and 21 in sack rate. So I do believe, believe that Joe Burrow is going to have time back there to complete his passes. And, uh, and so I like Cincinnati. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus six. I think Cincinnati wins outright. But for this, I'm going Cincinnati plus six. What say you? It's tough. I've been back and forth on this one a lot. I know um, Cincinnati's missing, you know, some pieces to their offensive line, but um, you know, B- Buffalo on the stretch has has been, you know, pretty pretty up and down. Um, but I am I'm still going to stay with Buffalo. I have, um, you know, Buffalo, you know, thirty, Bengals twenty four, somewhere in that range. Um, I just feel feel the the, you know, experience, momentum. Um, you know, everything that happened this season, I just feel like the energy is going to be shifted towards the Bills. All right, pick number two. 
I'm going to go the 49ers win along with C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey, scoring an anytime touchdown. Okay? And by the way, you can get this at plus 110. All right? So in order for this bet to win, Christian McCaffrey just has to score at any point, any quarter. It doesn't have to be first. It doesn't have to be last. Just at any given time, Christian McCaffrey is going to score a touchdown and the 49ers just straight up win the game. And if those two things combine happen, you win this bet for a number of reasons. Give me Kyle Shanahan seven days a week and twice on Sunday night over McCaff- uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, this is a 49ers team that's rested. They have three days rest on on top of the 49ers, who, by the way, this is their fourth straight road trip, which, Kiwi, I want you to comment on. This is their fifth road trip in their last six games. San Francisco has won 11 straight games by a point differential of plus 179. How about that? Yep. Christian McCaffrey, 11 touchdowns in 12 games with the 49ers. Uh, In five of his last six games, he's rushing for over 100 yards, and Dallas has given up six rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs this season. Here's another interesting nugget for you. Do you know there's only been one rusher who's rushed for 100, if not more, yards against the 49ers this season? Do you know who that is? This season? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? The only running back who's rushed for over 100 and more yards – against this 49ers defense is Christian McCaffrey uh, back, of course, before he was traded to the 49ers. So nonetheless, that is my play number two. 49ers win, Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. Again, what say you? Um, I, mean, I mean, this one was tough. I feel like, you know, I got I to gotta, gotta stay with my call from earlier. You know, I got called out. I said there was something missing in San Fran, so now I feel like I got to ride with it. But um you know, I'm, I'm going to stay with the, the Cowboys. I do feel as though there's something that is missing in San Francisco is just the experience with uh, Brock in uh, playoff situations when the game's on the line because I think it is going to be a close game. Um, Dallas showed that they can play last week. Will they show up the same way they did? I'm not sure, but if they do, then it'll be a close game. And in a close game, I want the quarterback with the most experience handling the ball at the end of the game, so I'm going go with Dallas. Okay. All right, that's fair. And last but not least, um, because there's only two games – Um, My last bet is a prop bet, and this is Ezekiel Elliott under 35 and a half rushing yards, okay? Ezekiel Elliott under 35, and and, and find that number. There's some numbers out there that are 34, 33, 32. Look for the 35 and a half if you can, or just try to find the best number out there. So here's why. San Francisco, um, they are the best team at early contact against opposing running backs opponents are averaging less than one yard before contact against this 49ers rush defense 28 percent of Ezekiel Elliott's carries um, have gone for zero or negative yards 28 percent of Zeke's carries I will repeat that have gone for zero or negative yards worst in the NFL, and of course, there's Tony Pollard in that backfield, who I personally feel is the better running back. So I'm going Ezekiel Elliott under 35 and a half rushing yards. Kiwi? Yeah, that's that's very fair. I think what we saw last week um, would <laughs> would make me, you know, pick this make this pick too. Okay, all right. So 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 you're at least um, so out of the three, out of three. At, so at. 
So out of the three, that is that the one you like the most? Because you, you didn't yeah. you didn't see too thrilled with my Cincinnati play either. Yeah, you said no, you're on this, the fence with that game. No, I'm I'm 100 percent um, on this this third pick. You know, nothing against Zeke. I mean, he had he's had a great career. Um, I just feel like you know um, the tides are turning a little bit, and when they need the ball, when they need the the yards, when they need it, they're not going to turn to him. And, and this no, probably they go to Tony. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 obvious, and you know this is. I feel like this is going to be a situation where they're going to need you know a strong running game, and they're just not going to turn to him. So again, just to recap, locks of the week: Cincinnati plus six against the Bills, um, a combination parlay, player prop, and the 49ers winning, along with Christian McCaffrey scoring an anytime touchdown, and last but not least, Zeke Ezekiel Elliott under. 35 and a half rushing yards. Again, uh, make sure, look and, and see, check around and make sure you're getting the best number uh, to go under with that prop bet. I would still play it at 34 and a half, okay? I would still play it at 33 and a half, okay? All right, uh, so that that concludes locks of, really, it's locks of the day. We come back, we'll hear from Todd Archer. He covers the, the, the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll have him on and uh, find out what he has to say, how Dallas has been preparing for this 49ers. Phenomenal defense next, right here on 90.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Without further ado, I host a, uh, a digital show for ESPN. It's on ESPN Plus every Monday and Thursday evening. And this past, well, actually, now it's Friday. There's no more Thursday football. Um, so this past Friday, Todd Archer, who does a great job covering the Dallas Cowboys, joined, joined me on the program. So I thought it'd be great uh, if we play that clip for you now, getting you ready for that Dallas Cowboys 49ers matchup later on this evening. Let's listen in. Todd Archer. We've got one more game we're going to break down. Before we do, I want to bring in Todd Archer. He's going to share with us a little depth, depth, look behind the curtain. What's going on with this Dallas Cowboys team? They've got to be feeling really good about themselves after their win against the Bucs, but now have to venture out to the, the left coast to take on the 49ers. Let's listen in. This is Todd Archer. The offensive Cowboys saw in last year's wildcard game against San Francisco, it's a little different than the one they'll face on Sunday, at least from a personnel perspective. Brock Purdy's now at quarterback, not Jimmy Garoppolo, and Christian McCaffrey's the main threat at running back. But the rest remain, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and a physical offense. Plus Kyle Shanahan's scheme, they gained more than 150 yards against the Cowboys on the ground. Micah Parsons said, Niners haven't seen a defense like the Cowboys yet. 
the Cowboys haven't faced a combination of Samuel and Kittle and McCaffrey either. Tackling will be important, according to linebacker Anthony Barr. The Cowboys know the Niners like to feast on yards after contact, especially Samuel. Brock Purdy, their rookie quarterback, he's an interesting case study, according to Mike McCarthy. He likes his instincts and his awareness and his confidence. Nothing seems to phase him, at least not yet. Last week, the Cowboys were able to get after Tom Brady and end the legend season. This week, they have to get after Purdy. We have to play Dallas football, Parson said. That's all we have to do. Todd, thank you so much, Dre. It's our turn to break down the last and final game of Wild Card Weekend. Again, Dallas heading out to uh, San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers favored by four. The over-under is 46 here. What's your play? I'm going with the 49ers. I'll give the points. They're just too strong on both sides of the ball. Ever since McCaffrey got there, their offense is multiple everywhere. They've got multiple great running backs now. They've got uh, excellent tight end receiving. They've got excellent uh, wideouts on the outside. And Brock Purdy is able, he got just enough moxie to really run the ship and, and, and keep things going the right way on offense. And oh, by the way, they're better on defense. So you put that together, Cowboys would have to play a perfect game in order to win. It's possible, but I think the odds are in the 49ers' favor at home to cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the 49ers here as well. Listen, give me Kyle Shanahan seven days a week and twice on Sunday night over Mike McCarthy. There's the rest advantage. 49ers having three days more than uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys now, this will be their fourth road trip, their fifth of six games. So that's going to be really taxing. Also, the offensive line for the 49ers to me, head and shoulders, so much better than the Bucs. And I think that's why you saw them dominate, of course, Tom Brady and that Bucs uh, offense. Meanwhile, Dallas, Dak Prescott, I was talking about earlier in the show how Josh Allen is throwing picks, as we know Dak Prescott is. The Bucs, they rank 26th in uh, interception rate. The San Francisco 49ers defense, third best. So I think they win the turnover battle. As for props, Purdy, I like over for him in touchdowns and passing yards. Uh, I do believe that the offensive line is going to protect him and he's going to be able uh, to really make some noise with those stats and his numbers. Give me C-Mac scoring a touchdown and the 49ers winning and Debo Samuel scoring a touchdown in the 49ers winning. I love those two parlay picks as well. Dak, anytime interception, why not? He's got a plethora this season. Ezekiel under rushing yards. Why? He just hasn't had a great season. And to me, I think Tony Pollard's the better running back in that backfield. And they're going to have a difficult time rushing against the 49ers. And also, C.D. Lamb, dude's uncoverable. If there's a way to beat the 49ers, it's through the air. It's against, it's, it's their matchup against wide receivers. So I got any time touchdown for C.D. Lamb as well as over 77 and a half receiving yards. So again, uh, Todd Archer and then uh, Andre Snellings, uh, who's um, one of my partners in crime with our, our gambling platform at ESPN, him and I breaking down the game in all the ways uh, that we are going to uh, wager on it. Quick break. We come back. It's our final segment before we hand it off to Dan Grassa. Uh, Kiwi and I will give you our picks and our score predictions for the two games later on this afternoon. Three o'clock, you've got the Bills and the Bengals. Should be a good one. And then later on tonight, boy. I can't wait. These two games, definitely, hopefully, a lot more entertaining than yesterday as you've got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll be right back with our last segment and then Dan Grouse coming your way at the top of the hour right here on 90.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, Kiwi, we've got about three minutes left before we hand the baton over to Dan Grasso, which, by the way, um, unfortunately, a a legend comes to an end, and that is, uh, of course, uh, Dave and uh, Dave Rothenberg no longer on Saturday mornings uh, because him and Rick, of course, their new hour, 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, so congratulations on that part, but no more Dave on Saturdays. Dan Grassa is going to be taking over that time slot at 9 a.m. So uh, it's unfortunate like that. He, he was he was as soon as the Giants lose, that's that that's when when Dave no longer does the 9 a.m. show. So unfortunately, they lost last night. So Dan Grassa will be your host next Saturday. What were you going to say, Kiwi? No, no, I was just saying it's um, uh, congratulations to them, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so you and I, let's, let's do our dive. I, I've really, I think folks know where I'm, I'm what side of the coin I'm on based on my, uh, my locks of the week. Uh, but Cincinnati and, and the bills, what's your score? I got, um, 30 to 24 with the bills, um, edging this one out. I think it's, you know, going to be, um, you know, uh, I think this will be a competitive game. This will be the the day of games that we were hoping we would have gotten yesterday. And yeah, this is going to be one of them. Yep. 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 I've got Cincinnati twenty eight twenty four. I I just I be, I believe in a team coming into the postseason hot, and that's exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals team is about right now. I'm not as concerned about the offensive line issues, just because I think next man up for them is is pretty solid, and also without Von Miller excuse me, in that, in that Bills defense, they're just not the same. Like I said earlier, 18th pressure rate, 21st sack rate. So I like Cincinnati to roll here. Give me the big cats, 28 to 24. As for the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, what's your score and why? I'm actually I'm going with Dallas. It'll be the first time I'm actually rooting for Dallas to win a game. Whoa. Dallas 27, San Fran 24. Um, very similar thing. I, I think uh, prior to the the postseason starting, I didn't have as much faith in the Cowboys. But you know, you talk about momentum, watching them the way that they rolled over Tampa. I know Tampa wasn't you know at their best or or you know a, a great opponent at this time. But um, like I said before, it goes down to is this do I think this is going to be a close game? Yes. And at the end of a close game, um, the quarterback that you want with the ball in his hand, in my opinion, in this game would be um, Dak Prescott. So I'm going with Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I'm on the opposite side here. Um, in 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 Brock Purdy, I trust. Believe it or not, Mister Irrelevant. Thirty-one teams passed up on him seven times until the 49ers took him in the last pick of the draft. Um, I just, here's the thing, and and it's not, I don't want to take anything away from Brock, but it's more solid offensive line, much better than what Tom Brady was playing behind the season in, in Tampa and Kyle Shanahan really with a plethora of weapons and just putting them in great spots. All Purdy has to do is just get the ball into the hands of C-Mac, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, forget about it. It's over. So I do like the 49ers beating the Dallas Cowboys 24-20. So the 49ers advancing to take on the Eagles. 
uh, next week and Cincinnati advancing to take on Kansas City. That concludes our show. I want to thank Tom and Joe for producing the show this morning. Gentlemen, thank you, thank you. Matthias, always great to spend the mornings with you. Enjoy the games this afternoon, everybody. Hopefully we've got you locked and loaded. And uh, and Dan Grasso will pick up where we leave off right here next on 98.7 ESPN.